0: Hi, I'm Madhvi Romani. And I'm Rena Grobe. And this is Misinformed, the podcast for lazy but smart people. Every week, we'll be discussing a new topic or trend so you can stay informed the easy way. So, Rena, what are we talking about this week?
1: So, two days ago on Friday, the lawyers of Lena E handed in an appeal to the verdict. Lena E is a German student who on the 31st of March was sentenced to five years and three months in prison for apparently engaging in organized attacks on neo-Nazis. I believe they accused her of leading the attacks, which is why even though she is one of four people on trial, she has been given the highest sentence. The other three, who are men, have been given lower sentences of three years. So yes, her lawyers have just handed in the appeal and I've been following the story with great interest, mainly because of not only the way that it has been portrayed in the German media, but also because obviously when the verdict was announced, this caused really angry reactions. And in Leipzig, which is where she lives, there were protests and then the police banned the protests and people went out and protested anyway, and the police reacted with extreme violence. The protest happened the days following her verdict. The verdict was announced on May 31st. The story really, really caught my eye because as someone who has gone to a couple of protests in Berlin and has sort of gotten caught in the crossfires of the police versus protesters and sort of seen a lot of the injustice that happens there and specifically how that is then portrayed in the media, it really struck a chord with me. Also, I was watching the stories of Helene Fares, who is amazing, who you should all go follow on Instagram. And she's a journalist, and she lives in Leipzig, and she was there covering it as a journalist. She was on the street, talking to people, getting their opinions, reporting live on what was happening, as like an independent journalist, right? She was doing all of this on Instagram. Seeing the way she was experiencing everything at the protest was so different in the way that it was then portrayed. And just, I don't know, it made me really angry.
0: Yeah, the police did a really bad job. It was one of the biggest police operations in Germany in recent years. So they had police from, as they do, they get them from all the states and then they just, like, descend on one location. Yes, actually, at her trial,
1: it was the biggest police presence, bigger than any right extremist terror case. So they've really been, I mean, again... She is accused of attacking neo-Nazis with hammers and like bashing in their skulls, right? Like, this is dangerous and this is violent. But the police reacted in such an over-exaggerated way. So they had more police present at her trial than at any right extremist trial ever.
0: Yeah, and then what happened was basically the police surrounded a group of people, about a thousand people. Uh, for about 11 hours without providing any adequate supply of water. People were not allowed to go to the toilet. And this encircling, like a lot of witnesses have said, it was kind of at random because they, they were trying to stop some, what they say, is like leftist extremists who were throwing bottles and stones at the police. So they, they did this encircling thing. But like, for example, in one of the newspapers, a mother was saying she was like a few metres away from her son, who was 14, was also caught in this like encirclement. And so like many peaceful demonstrators, many kids also, and bystanders got caught in this encirclement. And they were held until like basically five o'clock in the morning without being able to leave. So there's also talk that parents are going to maybe sue as they should. This is something
1: that I experienced at the commemoration for the Nakba two years ago, where we, I mentioned this in our episode about Palestine, but like, We're part of this protest, it's completely peaceful, and then out of nowhere, all of a sudden, the police is, like, attacking us with, like, water sprayers and, like, running into the crowds at random with, like, their batons raised and, like, hitting people. This was in Berlin in 2021, and it was really confusing because out of nowhere it came, right? And everybody was peaceful, there was, like, families with strollers and everything there, and then... We couldn't find a way out. Like, the police had blocked every single corner. And, like, I had, like, a mild panic attack because, like, I have, like, very, very, like, light claustrophobia, you know? And I, like, felt really like I was panicking because, like, we can't get out. And you're stuck in this weird contradiction where the police is yelling at you that you have to leave, you have to get out. But then they keep you boxed in and start attacking you at random, you know? Like, it's such a bizarre situation to be in and it's really scary. You know, it, from what we were seeing from Helene Faris's stories, it was kind of a similar situation where the police were like, Yeah, these protests are illegal, but then they box you in and you can't leave. And it's not just violence, but also like psychological violence at the same time. It's just like mind boggling that it's like, This is the police doing this in 2023 to people. Also, because they're like, Yeah, you're not allowed to protest, but surely. Your right to protest against the government should be a fundamental right. If a government is deciding you're not allowed to protest, governments can be wrong. Governments are often wrong. So just because the powers say you can't protest, we still have the right to protest. And so then it doesn't get to be represented in the media as though these were like super violent thugs. Because yes, of course, at every protest there are always people who engage in senseless violence. There's no denying it. I'm sure that at this Leipzig demonstration, there were a lot of people who were like setting things on fire and attacking people and doing horrible things. But it doesn't seem like that was the majority of people. And yet that is how it then ends up being represented in the media, just the way it was with the Palestine protests. Like when I was talking to my mom about it, she was like, yeah, you know, they were saying that the police with megaphones said that the demonstration was, had reached its limit or something, and we should all disperse. And I was like, as someone who was in the middle of it, didn't hear that, and suddenly we're being attacked. Anyway,
0: there was a lot of police violence, like people were really getting beaten up for no reason and being hit with battles and stuff
1: like that. All you ever see when you see these news fragments, right, like saying like there were auseinandersetzungen in Leipzig and then you just see videos of protesters throwing glass bottles, mm. you know, it's not so much of like... How I they didn't talk. watch the videos, Yeah, I,
0: I just read stuff and the, the readings... They were quite critical of the police.
1: Yeah. I thought. But then, like, the visuals that they show in the media is always of violent protesters throwing glass bottles and setting things on fire. So, like, even if they're not saying anything, the visual narrative that they're telling is very clearly steering you in one direction versus the other.
0: So, Saxony's interior minister, Armin Schuster, from the CDU, great party, defended the police cauldron, they call it, so this police encirclement, in a TV interview, and said that this was, you know, the the way that you fought against left-wing extremists, similar to the approaches taken against right-wing extremists. But there is a kind of difference still, because the Federal Criminal Police Office has shown that there are far more right-than-left crimes. So 23,493 right-wing crimes were counted last year, which is an increase of 7%. And on the other hand, there are only 6,976 left-wing crimes, which is a decrease of around 31%, and also the amount of right-wing extremists versus left-wing extremists, so those people who are believed capable of serious acts of violence, is way higher. So there are only nine left-wing threats. On the other hand, there's 73 right-wing extremists. And it kind of reflects also our politics in general in Germany, because the left party is dying. I think they're at like four percent or something like really they're lower than they have ever been and the afd which is a right-wing extremist have grown i mean they're on par basically with the spd which is really sad and really worrying and they're gonna make a government i think with uh, you know in a lot of state elections and things like this and they're doing really well and also of course the police you know with the afd there are many ties between them so there's an imbalance there between this this idea of left-wing extremism and right-wing extremism.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, I think we saw it when there was the Kwerdenka protests, where the Kwerdenka stormed the Bundestag. And the police just, like, they broke through the police barricade and the police were just running after them, you know? No water, no pepper spray, no batons, anything. It's like, mm. these are like... Right-wing people, conspiracy theorists, and the way that the police is treating them just stands in such harsh contrast to the way that they treat anyone of any other ideology. If far-right extremism and conspiracy theory is on the rise, then surely this deserves to be treated with much more strength. The same way that they treat people on the left, no? Like
0: yeah, and then there's this like conflation between the left and then left extremists and that's a real difference because left-wing extremists there are very few and that is a small portion of the left it's interesting because i was also thinking about lamstein recently (laughs) well lamstein is very interesting i find because their aesthetics are like in a way right they're playing with these images like of this militaristic and mystical and germanic i would say Actually, the genre that they are they occupy is called Neue Deutsche Härte, so the new German hardness, which prompts the question: What happened to the old Deutsche Härte? Anyway,
1: I know nothing about Rammstein. I have to say, ah, other than the fact that they are a German band, and I know one of their songs goes like "Du hast." That's about it, <laughs> because just I'm not in the scene. I don't. I don't know. I just... find
0: them fascinating. I'm gonna preface this by saying the lead singer. Is accused of horrific things. But before this, I found them always a fascinating phenomenon because they're playing on like a lot of iconography and a provocation and they're on the edge, which is why I was thinking about this left right thing because they are self proclaimed left, they grew up in the East, they are left people and they say that they are uh, provoking, you know, certain discussions, even though that they use like in some of their music videos, they use uh Lenny Riefenstahl's like Olympia and things like that. And they've used, you know, images of the Holocaust and stuff and their entertainment. But then they say they're on the left. But then they also attract a lot of like neo-Nazis, especially from Russia, all of these like anti-Russian sanctions people, all of these queer Denka type people. They're playing on this extreme left, extreme right thing. And it's just really interesting. And since they're in the news right now, because he's accused basically of rape and sexual assault for a lot of women uh, while they're still doing concerts.
1: Yeah, fuck that guy. Sorry. I have l- literally, I've been... This is the second story that has made me absolutely furious this week. Because... They're playing sold-out concerts like in Munich a couple of days ago where I was so ashamed for my hometown. Shame on all of you people in Munich. And they go and they interview people who are going to the concerts and they're just like, well, nothing's been proven yet. And you're like, what the fuck do you mean nothing's been proven yet? Women have given detailed accounts of all of the things that this man has done to them. What do you mean? Like, th- this is the problem around, like, rape culture in-, in our society. It's like, you don't even believe women. What do you mean nothing is proven? She's told you what happened. Done.
0: Um, yeah, and it's not just one woman. It's, it's many. Many women, and-, and there are, like, pictures of bruises and, like, all of this kind of stuff. So, it's, yes, nothing's been proven, but it seems, like, pretty solid. Yeah. And also, even if, yeah, anyway, that's yeah, a whole other discussion. No,
1: just, like, believe women, end of, he did it. Also, because there was this one woman, she's like, it seems like the younger generation has never heard of groupies before. And you're like, out of the mouth of a woman this came. I was so furious. I was like, girl, educate yourself. What are you talking about? How can you be so ignorant and turn your back on your fellow women like this? Anyway, fuck Ramstein. But, yes. We should make a song.
0: Fuck Okay.
1: Just like they always do. I don't know anything about their music. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's been proven that Germany has, you know, a neo-Nazi problem. In 2021, 272 members of the German police were under investigation for their involvement in far-right extremist group chats and this is just
0: one of many examples where this has happened over and over again in Germany in the police and none of them would belong to the extreme left because you know what the extreme left doesn't believe in the police exactly (laughs) so there's an inherent bias in this entire thing
1: yes and then I was listening to an interview with the woman who is representing the state in this case and she says and I quote Es gibt keine gute politische Gewalt. This is the Staatsanwältin, who is prosecuting Lena E. Cut to the police in Leipzig, psychologically and physically enacting violence upon protesters, innocent protesters and innocent bystanders. Yes, there is no such thing as good political violence, and you're not telling me that this violence is not highly politically motivated and that just like the hypocrisy in what the police is doing and then what this woman has the audacity to stand in front of a microphone and say is just mind-boggling it's like literally state-sanctioned violence is never seen as violence
0: so the legal scholar clemens art who is the professor of constitutional and administrative law at the berlin school of economics and law says that the police's actions are legally questionable He says there's no way of encircling and arresting basically 1,000 people and detaining them for hours without adequate care because it could be that they were involved in crimes. That's not legally tenable. So, of course, again, you have this situation where, yeah, people might sue for this, especially, you know, the parents of people like they were really teenagers, there were 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds in the crowd, they might sue, but then the entire state is the state and the police is part of that, and then we run into that same old problem.
1: Yeah, Sabine Falk of the University of Paso was quoted saying that there's a perception that the state isn't doing anything against the neo-Nazi scene. This perception is not entirely true, but it's not far-fetched either. <laughs> So it's just like, yeah, of course Germany isn't doing anything against, like, the neo-Nazi scene. The police is the neo-Nazi scene. The AfD is on the rise. That's so against their interest to do anything against the neo-Nazi scene. So, yeah, it's no wonder that people think... I don't condone violence, and I don't think that we should go attacking neo-Nazis with hammers. But I also do think that, like... Violence on this level is the language of people who are given no other choice. It's like it's like when you have protesters who become violent against police. People are like, oh, well, you shouldn't be violent. You should talk about it or you should. It's like, well, what if you're operating in a system where routinely 300 policemen are busted for being part of, you know, neo-Nazi group chats and nothing is being done about mm-hmm. it? There's no disciplinary
0: action against them. Mm-hmm. So and the AFD is on the rise and... The German, even the German secret service has categorized, I think, the youth bit of the AFD as as an extreme group that they're basing their entire philosophy on like a racial sort of perspective and stuff like that. So yeah, and yet still nothing is done about it.
1: So what do you think people should do? Like talking isn't helping. Protesting, you're being banned to protest. Again, not condoning violence, not saying what she did was correct. But I'm saying... I can see how they're coming to this conclusion. Because if you're feeling like, well, shit, our government isn't doing anything. Our police is co-conspirators in this entire thing. I mean, we just, you know, there was the Reichsbürger. There was just a coup that was supposed to take place where there were judges and, and like, people of high political standing were taking place in this far-right plot to overthrow the government. You're like, well, yeah, no wonder people are getting restless and thinking, shit, we have to do something and, and attack these neo-Nazis because...
0: And what it does is I think it makes the people, so the kids in the crowd and stuff would be to make them take on more and more extreme actions as well, just from having to see how the state operates.
1: Yeah, well, because nothing happens in a vacuum. I was just reading this article from the NPR in which Simon Neumeyer, he was like a whistleblower in 2020 on the, the situation within the German police. And he gave the testimony where he says that he enrolled in the police academy. And when they were doing the shooting practice, when he was learning how to shoot a gun, he was told, and I quote, he told us we have to shoot well because there are many refugees coming to Germany. And so they have to like practice shooting so they can shoot the refugees. This is in like police training. He's a 19 year old kid. And it's like, I'm sorry, es gibt keine gute politische Gewalt. Is this not political violence? Mm. Like, if anything, what? Like, the hypocrisy in people. And then they're like, oh, I wonder why people are getting hammers and beating up Nazis. And it's like, because the people who are meant to be upholding the law in this country are freaking talking about shooting refugees and, and like, what? <sighs> I hate politics sometimes. It's very annoying because I, I like humanity as a whole. but oh, like, you do? Yeah, overall, I, I think I, I genuinely oh. believe in the good of humanity. Like, I I, I believe that the liberation and, 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 like, you know, that's why I think we should help refugees. We should help each other because I, I do truly believe in humanity. Sometimes, man. Sometimes.
0: Oh, mind blown. Yeah, I'm deep down I'm an optimist. Oh, ah, we're opposites. Because you present as a pessimist, but deep down you're an optimist. I present as an optimist and deep down I have. You're a great cynicism, (laughs) Yes.
1: I just, I always have hope, you know, and maybe this is super naive. Maybe I am just super naive, but I have these moments where I I see the solidarity and and all the beautiful and wonderful things that humans can do, and it it gives me hope that one day...
0: Yes, but that's 1% of humanity. The rest is bullshit. Hmm, Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just, you know... You're just focusing on the good stuff. You really are very optimistic. Wow. I never expected that. Yeah. Die Hoffnung stirbt zuletzt. Okay. On that note, is a great... uh, Three things you could do this week. Be a better person. Be like Rina. Be hopeful and optimistic and believe in the humanity, she says while she laughs. Thing two, exercise your right to protest. I know it can
1: be scary and the police can sometimes be assholes, but truly... We do
0: live in a quote-unquote free country, so use your right to protest. And thing three, go to the site for no blogs.org forward slash solidarity. We'll link to it in our newsletter where you can financially support Lina E. while she goes through her process of appeal. Thank you for listening. Until next week, goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also
1: help us by supporting us on Patreon for as little as €4 a month. Visit
0: patreon.com slash misinformed. For links to all our sources and for our personal tips on what to watch and read, subscribe to our weekly newsletter at misinformed.substack.com. You
1: can follow us on Instagram at the underscore miss underscore informed or email us your feedback, request or just to say hi, misinformed.podcast at
0: gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.